As many of you know, I became a Christian at the age of 21. I'm one of those very fortunate people who had a wonderful conversion experience. But I don't put it down to good fortune. I put it down to the love of God which reached out to me. And I thank God for that experience. Now, my sister had a similar experience, but she waited some 40 years before she came into that joy of knowing Jesus Christ as her Lord and Saviour. And she was a grandmother by then. She was visiting us one day, and I said to her, Jen, tell me, what is the most wonderful thing about being a Christian? And she said, do you know, Mike, the most wonderful thing is I know that I'm never alone. Wherever I go, whatever I'm doing, Jesus is with me. And I feel that is the message God has laid on my heart to encourage you this morning. It's nothing clever, it's a simple truth. That whatever we do, there is nothing that can separate us from Jesus Christ because he's poured out his spirit into our hearts. So my text this morning is that last verse that Henderson read to us. For God did not give us a spirit of timidity, but a spirit of power, of love, and of self-discipline. Paul is, of course, talking about that same Holy Spirit that Jesus was promising would fall upon his disciples. The Spirit of Truth, the Comforter, the Advocate, the Counselor. The Spirit whom Jesus promised would be given to all his believers. Given to us, he says, not just to Timothy, not just to church leaders, not just to evangelists, but to all believers, to you, however unworthy you may feel. You won't be surprised to know that I've got a stack of books on the theology, on the ministry of the Holy Spirit. But as one of you said to me some years back, on a Sunday morning, I need something to get me through the week. And God's reassuring presence this morning will carry us through this week. What does this text say to us then in 2020? God has not given us the spirit of timidity. I like the old translation, God hasn't given us a spirit of fear. Isn't it sad that this lockdown has brought about a greater fear amongst the population than anything has done since the Second World War? Some of you are fearful, aren't you? You're worried about what the future will hold. You're worried about your job. You're worried about whether you will see your aged parents again. And if you're getting on in years, you may be fearful that you won't see the end of this coronavirus, but that you'll disappear from this life and be taken up to be with the Lord. Well, that's a wonderful thing, because we have a future, haven't we? And as I go into my ninth decade, I rejoice that I have a saviour who faced fear, looked it straight in the face, and triumphed over it. I thank God that I have a Saviour who tasted death for everyone and has gone to prepare a place for me. 
So we have that wonderful reassurance from Isaiah 43. Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. Our text tells us that God has given us the spirit of power. The Apostle Paul was no superman, much as we may delight in putting him on a pedestal. His letters are strong, people said, but it seems that people did not have a high regard for his preaching and that his personal presence was unimpressive. If you don't believe me, look up 2 Corinthians chapter 10. But what this man, Paul, Saul of Tarsus, what this man had learned was the secret of living in obedience to Jesus so that he could say, I can do everything. Everything. You know how he finished that sentence, don't you? I can do everything through him who strengthens me. God has given us the spirit of power, the spirit of I can, I can face the future. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Our text also says that God has given us the spirit of self-discipline, the spirit of sound judgment or self-control. You know, the greatest battle that you and I have to face is not persecution, is not opposition. It's mastery of ourselves, dealing with those inner fears and anxieties. Victory over those thoughts, habits of thinking, that militate against what we know to be the way of Jesus Christ, the will of God for our lives. I expect you know, like I do, times when you wake up at 2am and those gremlins invade your mind. Yep, little gremlins, junior devils we call them. You're not the only one. God's spirit of self-discipline is given to us so that we can take control of our thoughts. As the Apostle Paul did, he knew anxieties, he knew fears. But what he resolved to do was to take every thought captive and make it captive to Christ. How do we do that? Well, I've got some simple ways. Write down some favourite Bible verses. Memorise them. Memorise some favourite verses of hymns. And when you wake up in those dark hours of the morning, when you suddenly feel very alone and suddenly your fears seem enormous and the task you have to face seems impossible to achieve, say those verses to yourself. Say those verses of the hymns, those wonderful strong hymns that have blessed you so much in the past. And God will give you his peace. God will reassure you that you're not alone. The Holy Spirit himself will breathe his peace into your heart and mind. But of course the wonderful thing about our text this morning is that God has given us a spirit of love. People often say, when we tell them about the love of Jesus and about our need to love others, they say, but how can an emotion like love be commanded? The answer is that love is a verb. It's part and parcel of becoming a Christian. That God has given us the spirit that helps us to love others. Not that it comes automatically. We sometimes have to work on it, don't we? 
but God gives us a spirit of love. I'm going to give you an example, because I've said that love is a verb, and it is made very, very clear when we see it taking effect in people's lives. Now, you could probably give me examples. I could give other examples, but I don't want to, don't want to embarrass anyone here in Linfield. But I want to tell you an example from many years ago in our early married days. I was working in insurance and my company moved me to a new office in Surrey. We moved in, we had no friends, knew no one, we didn't know anyone in the church. And it was a new year and I tell you what, everything went wrong in that year. It was our annus horribilis to borrow a phrase from our Queen. Jean's pregnancy revealed unexpected complications and we nearly lost our third baby at birth. At five months old our baby contracted whooping cough and nearly died. Jean slipped a disc and was coping with three children and an intense pain in her back and there were lots more things happened during that year. But just a few weeks after we'd moved in, Jenny moved in in the house opposite, and she proved to be an angel of mercy. Leave your nappies in a bucket on my doorstep, I'll watch, wash the nappies. I'll look after your two children while you go to the hospital with your baby. I'll visit the hospital with you. Anything I can do, any shopping, any help around the house, just leave it to me. Jenny was a Christian, and she was sent by God to be a blessing to us during that so difficult year. And that dear Christian lady, whom we're still in touch with now, taught me more about Christian service than anyone else I've ever met. I hope each of you has a friend like Jenny. You know, you and I can be a friend like Jenny. So that others can learn of Jesus by looking at our lives. When we let that Holy Spirit of love take possession of us and speak through us, and transform the downward pull on our lives that we all know so well and lift us up to be empowered and filled with the joy of the Spirit. Each one of us needs a day-by-day -day experience of living with that spirit of power, that spirit of love and that spirit of self-discipline, God's indwelling power can carry you not just through this week but through all the days that lie ahead. May God bless each one of you.